Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, our theme is the magic of marketing. Yes, my desire to find that magical pixie dust that uh, we sprinkle on our businesses and people just throw money at us and want to be our clients right away. Unfortunately, I have not found that magical marketing pixie dust yet, so we're just going to have to do this the hard way. But luckily, my guests this month are all very experienced in this and can help us along the way. So my guest today is Monique Adamudia, and she's the founder of Dragon Digital Marketing. It's a digital marketing agency for small businesses. She is based in the lovely area of St. Petersburg, Florida, which you all know is one of the areas I'm contemplating moving to. (laughs) And she is passionate about educating and inspiring small business owners to build an online presence, to grow their business, not just with the power of their business, but the power of great digital marketing. And she's an execution-driven consultant that not just talks the talk, she walks the walk. So joining me today is Monique. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I'm super excited to be here. I can't wait to pick your brain. It has been so fun this month to really hear from incredible experts that know how to make use of digital marketing, especially to grow businesses. But I just hit some of the highlights about you and your business. So in your own words, tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Sure. So our agency focuses on inbound digital marketing, which means organic marketing strategies that are technically free. All you have to do is invest your time and then you can see the results coming in over time and it snowballs and becomes bigger and bigger until you experience the ultimately great uh, power of great digital marketing with content, with your emails, with your website optimization, with your SEO blogging, video podcasting, all those kinds of great things. And we focus on helping small businesses because we just love to see the impact and like to help small businesses out, especially. You know, the world has changed so much in the marketing realm over the last 20 years, especially 30 for, you know, my whole career. And I think that, you know, if looking back where I was at the beginning of my career, the I did a lot of marketing. I was responsible for marketing in companies, but the whole realm, you know, digital marketing had not existed. You know, the the web was just, you know, kind of a fledgling idea, but I still think that there's a lot of small business owners that are very intimidated by how to incorporate digital marketing because it's there, they know it needs to have a strategy to be successful. And yet the idea of facing it yourself when maybe you became a small business owner because of your specialty and it has nothing to do with marketing, how do you help your clients to, not, you know, I guess embrace what it takes because it's also a lot of energy um, to, to do the things, to put the time in to get it to be a working machine? Absolutely. Yes. You have to map it out and have a strategy to get started. 
And we're big on client education. So I work really hard at taking all of the overwhelm and confusion out of all of the buzzwords and terms and jargon and, you know, hypes that are going on, a lot of things that are maybe not true or things that are overhyped and explain it in simple terms and layman's terms so everybody can understand it and know what's good for them so they can get what they want and need and what actually serves their business because not everything is for everybody and not everything works for every kind of business. Um, like, you know, there's, there's no general answers. There is no one size fits all marketing approach. So it has to be tailored to your business in order for it to work for you. What kind of uh, small businesses do you work with? Do you work with a variety or do you work like more with people doing coaching or consulting or, you know, what's, what's kind of your sweet spot? Yeah, so we work with small businesses that want to build a better online presence, they want to get online, they want to finally build a website or get on social media and just grow and scale their business with organic strategies and with content to get the word out there to build a brand um, and to yeah really raise their brand awareness and they're really ready to grow and scale up from small to medium size to a large business hopefully one day so it's really for small businesses with big dreams. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one uh, for small businesses with big dreams. I love that. You know, I know that within my own business, we are just now, um, I finally in the flow. Um, I've had my team behind me now for a year and a half, almost a year and a half. And we're just now hitting kind of, um, you know, this flow of, you know, how we're posting in social media, what each channel has, because when I started my company just by myself several years ago, it was just me. And I remember at that time, I, you know, said, to, I sent out my first tweet and my son said, oh, mom, Twitter is so last decade. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized at first I kind of was alarmed. And then I realized, no, it's not. You just have to have it's your own strategy. And, you know, maybe he's not my target market. Um, so maybe it's beyond, you know, it's at a different point than where he is. But one thing that I learned the hard way is how each one of the social media channels really needs to have its own unique voice and its own unique um, messaging and the frequency of the messaging and what you're trying to do. And it can be incredibly overwhelming for a small business person where that's not their, their, uh, their strength. Absolutely. Yes, that's so true. There's so many social media platforms out there and it can be overwhelming and fear is fear of missing out. FOMO is really a thing. So a lot of people feel that they have to be everywhere um, at all times and do everything. And then they get overwhelmed and struggle to stay consistent with it and don't get the results that they wish to see. So what I always recommend is focus on one to two, two max social media platforms and really do your market research about where your audience hangs out, on which channel you can reach them the best, uh, the best way. And that's where you should be at. And don't even look at all of the other channels, because especially as a small business, you don't have one expert that's, you know, dedicating all of their time to this one channel or to this one social platform. So if you're doing it all alone, or you have a super small team, you'll, you know, you'll end up diluting all of your marketing power because you have limited resources across too many platforms. So really pick one or two. Um, analyze your target audience, create detailed buyer persona so you pick the right platforms. And then you also have to match the intent. So that's super important. So it could be, for example, that your target audience is on Facebook and they hang out there, but they're not in a buying mood. They're not mm -hmm. in the 
yeah, they're not open to receive information about your business and get offers of your latest deals that you have or sales that you have because they just want to see updates from, from their friends and family and the baby that their cousin had the, the last week or last month or whatever and what's going on with their friends and family. And they're just uh, not in the mood and open to it. Um, but maybe on LinkedIn, they're open to exactly that. So take that into consideration as well and research why people hang out on certain social media platforms. Yeah, it's really true. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do is, you know, I, I have a, a pretty big team now. And so people are on my team, they're getting specialized, you know, specialized working with our Twitter followers and growing that and specialized with YouTube. And but I know that I want to, as much as possible, respond to people. So if they post a comment, they post, you know, they, they respond to somebody, you know, something that we've done, I try very hard to respond to as many things as I can. And I can't always, you know, I mean, there's just only so many, you know, hours of the day, but I do feel like that's really part of the genuine strategy. And now I see that even though we have been doing really well in multiple um, social media links or areas, I do see, you know, your point about going just down to really one or two, because if I only had one or two, I think I'd be able to focus on those much more on my end. Um, but it's really a challenge to decide, you know, where, where are people today? Because LinkedIn is getting a little um, overwhelmed. Yes, that's right. So generally, um, for example, on YouTube, people like to be entertained. They just want to watch entertaining stuff. And some people are also open to learn new things. So how-to videos and tutorials and educational videos do really good on there. So that's the, you know, kind of content that you create in your business and it kind of, you know, fits to what you do in your strategy. That will be a platform that you can be on. And then Facebook is more, like I said, people want to um, stay connected and be updated about what's going on with their friends and family. And Twitter is all about news. It's very political. Um, the average Twitter user is a little bit more educated um, than the average American person in general. So you'll find a lot of academic people on there if that's your target audience, maybe. And also people who are generally like in their mid-30s or older than that. And then you have the younger audiences hanging out on TikTok and Snapchat. And then, you know, Instagram is very visual. Maybe your industry is super visual and you can always come up with like new graphics and photos to post if you can't. Then maybe you should go with a more text-based social network like Twitter. So that's how you that's how you kind of have to approach it and, and figure it out and see what, yeah, what fits to your business and what you can incorporate into your strategy. So it serves you and it helps you to reach your goals because that's uh, why we do it. We, you know, we're not in social media just to be there. <laughs> we, right. th we're there to reach our business goals and it has to support that for sure. Yeah. Do you have any uh, thoughts on, on kind of this newest thing with Clubhouse? Oh yeah, I think it's cool. I just got on, I think like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. It's in its baby, um, yeah, baby uh, stage right now. So it doesn't have a lot of features as of now, but I think it can be a really, you know, useful marketing tool and it can become such a big uh, social media platform in the future. I like how unique the concept is for sure. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely worth to keep an eye on. They got a lot of funding. So a lot of people trust in them <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And yeah, just excited to see what happens when they start rolling out for Android as well. 
Yeah, it's been really interesting. I actually have been on for a couple of weeks now as well and just watching it. And today I'm going to uh, launch my first room. And so oh. I, you know, and I don't have very many followers yet. Uh, and I just brought, you know, I went, reached out to four other people that are going to be kind of of our topic um, about personal branding and how that relates to closing sales. And, uh, and none of us have very many followers, but I thought that's a great way just to practice and just to get in there and give it a try and see whether or not, you know, we can generate some buzz because it is intriguing to me. I remember sitting in a, in a meeting with other uh, speakers as a part of the national speakers association several years ago. And somebody said, you know, we were in a digital marketing, you know, kind of workshop and somebody said, what's about this TikTok?" And I remember I wrote down TikTok. look at, you know, look up TikTok. And then when I looked it up, I'm like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but Same. lots of people are using, you know, lots of people are using TikTok to drive businesses that are still consulting or, or coaching, which is really intriguing to me. So I think it's about being creative with where you are and to your point, knowing exactly who's there and whether or not they're going to be part of your target audience. Yes, that's exactly right. So good yeah. luck with your first clubhouse room then. I've had my first one last week and it went yeah. really, really well. The organic reach is just fantastic. So you really do not need to have a lot of followers because people get buzzed and pinged and see notifications for everything that you do. And even I think what uh, people that people you follow, follow. So <laughs> yeah, the yeah. organic reach is just like crazy right now. So I think a lot of people are going to find your room and join and you're going to have a great time. Thank you. I hope so too. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we will hear from our sponsor. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. And we are back with Monique Itamudia. Adam, right. Oh, Monique, I had it so good and then I screwed it up right there. <laughs> but I am very, I try and make sure I get everybody's names right because it's very important in marketing. 
So, um, you know, our theme of the month, Monique, is the magic of marketing. And I've had so much fun with this because I think, especially for small business owners like me, you know, we really wish there was some magical marketing pixie dust that we could just spread over our businesses and magically people would show up at our doors wanting to work with us and throw lots of money at it. But that's not going to happen. So I've asked each of my guests this month to share kind of some top tips, some ideas for how we can, each of us really try to maximize our marketing. So what are your thoughts on the subject? I think to maximize your marketing, you want to go omni-channel and not put all of your eggs in one basket and focus just on one thing. So leverage different channels and see how you can do it in the most cost-effective way, especially as a small business. There's so many things that you can do that are technically free. And all you have to do is do some research and invest your time. You can, you know, start a blog, start a podcast, start doing some videos and repurpose them over and over again, post them and so social media, social media marketing itself is uh, free, essentially, if you're doing it organically and not running ads on there. So there's just so many things that you can do, optimize your website for SEO and get that free uh, search traffic coming in. So there's just so many ways and look into all of those different ways and just diversify your online presence to build it and grow it. And that's how you can, you know, just grow and persevere and stay in business. I think SEO is really intimidating. Um, and I have a member of my team who is pretty skilled in it. And so he's, he's being very patient, trying to help us understand the rest of the team, you know, how to really maximize this use of SEO. I know that I understand the concept of one, le- what, at one level, um, but it's still really overwhelming. Uh, so, you know, when somebody comes to you and they're working with you and they go, okay, Monique, I, I know I need to do all this. I understand this, but I just don't get this SEO and how important it is. How do you help? What what do you say to them? Yeah. So on a very basic level, um, it's just optimizing your pages on your website to be found by people who are searching for exactly what you offer on search engines like Google or Bing or whatever search engine they're using. So you're um, essentially increasing the quality and the quantity of traffic to your website. Uh, Quantity, because you get more visitors and quality, this is very crucial. Those people have performed a search for exactly what you're offering. That's why you appear in the search. Google only shows the most relevant search results to people. So they're already interested in what you offer. They're very aware. They're problem aware. Maybe they're even solution aware, depending on the keyword. If it shows a buying intent, they're already in buying mode and they're ready to buy and look at your products. So that's very, very valuable, high quality traffic there. And um, the way that search works, it's an algorithm and it looks for different signals and different factors. A lot of them are on your page. So you directly optimize the content on your web pages on your website. And some are like external signals, some are very technical, um, some are like backlinks from other websites that point to your site and they're off page. Um, But that's technically uh, what you do and an SEO expert knows all of those things and what to, um, you know, what's important, what to fix, what to change, what to update and optimize. And um, that's how it works. So that's the essence of it. It can get quite technical at some points. But um, yes, it's just optimization. Well, so yeah, so then I I always wonder, um, you know, how you stand out when 
search queries can be so big, like, you know, great leadership speaker, you know, what's the chance that, you know, Michael Sherlock and her shock your potential website is going to, you know, show up in great leadership speaker, because that's so general. And so many people probably have those keywords tied to what they're doing. Um, you know, are there ways to kind of, I don't know, game the system or, or to really, uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, obviously there's some way to game the system, but to really stand out in those besides having to pay to be, you know, at the top of the search engine? Yeah, so there's different kinds of keywords. Some keywords are, you know, simply navigational keywords. People want to go somewhere. They type in Facebook and Google search just because they want to navigate to Facebook. Um, so that those are navigational keywords. And there's educational keywords for people that search for how to do things. They start with like how to or whatever. So people want to see information. They want to learn more. So in the future, they're not ready to buy yet, but in the future, they're going to be able to make a more informed buying decision and they get the content from you. So if you're showing up and you're the one that prepares them and helps them to learn more, you just increase your chances that they end up buying from you too, if you sell the same product or the same service. And then there's, um, you know, buy keywords that, that show that buying intent when somebody um, Googles, I don't know, black leather um, jacket M. So they're looking for a medium-sized black leather jacket. They're um, obviously ready to buy and ready to make a transaction. And then keywords can be very short and generic, like dog, cat, speaker, leadership. You don't uh -huh. really know what the intent is there because it's super general. It can be anything. And that's why it's so, so hard to rank for those keywords. But then there's also longer uh, keywords. We call them long tail keywords. Uh, they don't have as much volume, but they're much more specific. So you get more targeted traffic and it's important to optimize your pages for a mix of keywords, some, you know, head terms, some long tail keywords, some medium tail uh, keywords to have like the perfect mix. And the way that you figure out um, your mix is how new is your website? How much authority do you have on the web? How many links do you have? How many people have mentioned you before and on the internet and quoted you? Do you have any citations? Do you have a lot of good reviews? People talking about you? All those kind of things um, show how authoritative and how trustworthy you are to Google and the more, the better. So you can rank for harder mm -hmm. keywords. In the beginning, I would really only go for the lower hanging fruits, which are typically the longer tail keywords that are like super um, specific. And you can do your research and see what people are typing into, into the search bar. So you don't have to guess your keywords. So mm -hmm. um, you said great uh, leadership speaker. Um, those are those are three words. Maybe you can find a, a longer tail variation of that and you're going to rank for that quicker. Also, if you start ranking for the long tail variations, you'll also start ranking for the head terms over time because you built that authority. So if you work with an SEO expert, they're going to help you with that for sure and um, find a great strategy that works for you so you can see results and you're not going for keywords that you're not ready to, to rank for yet because they're just too competitive for you yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Monique, that is the best description of SEO I've ever heard. You have finally made me understand it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're that so was, welcome. <laughs> That's yeah, why I'm here, that, I guess. So <laughs> I'm was, happy that it helps. Yeah. <laughs> I just took a whole bunch of notes and I was like, it was like a light bulb. If you could see, you know, the, the cartoon light bulb, I went ding, 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 because I had played around uh, for a little bit on SEM rush, you know, on the free trial, just to see what it was like. And it was overwhelming to me because I'm like, okay, well, here's all these exact keywords. Here's the long, the longer tail keywords of what people are typing in. And I was like, how do we do this? And I've always wondered how that correlates to what we're writing, like in our show notes for our podcast or on my blog. And as you, as you spelled that out, I went, okay, now, <laughs> now I totally get it. <laughs> and it also tells me something interesting. When I first started this company, um, there is a, when people would uh, search Michael Sherlock author for me, when I had my first book out, they, people kept calling and, and, or emailing me saying, I didn't know you wrote about atheism. And I'm like, what? I do not, I'm not an atheist and I don't write about atheism. What is this? And so I finally searched Michael Sherlock author. And there's a gentleman who has written many books on atheism. His name is Michael Sherlock. He lives in Australia in fact, I set up a Google search alert for that name. And so there, he just got fired from the head of the Atheist Alliance, you know, or something. And I was just laughing because now people type in Michael Sherlock author and I come up first uh, other than him. And, and that's taken a couple of years. I didn't do that on purpose. It just accidentally happened. But <laughs> maybe people are finally searching more for me than they are for him. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's a great example. If people start searching more for you than they do for him, then you're going to start popping up for the search Michael Sherlock as well. Yes. But in the meantime, you've built your reputation as an author. So when they Google Michael Sherlock author, it's finally you uh, that comes up and they can find that. So work work on it. That's called a brand SERP. Um, that's uh, your your brand, your personal brand or commercial brand, if it was your business name, is what shows up when when people Google your name and you can influence uh, that as well, especially when some people have the same name as you. Um, you just have to beat them in every regard and then you're going to be the one who pops up and they're going to get buried in page two, three, four, five, six, and so on and so forth. So yeah. <laughs> yes, I won. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Well, Monique, we're going to have all of your contact information in the show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they really would like to work with you, what's the best way for them to find you? The best way is our website that's dragon-digital-marketing.com. They can find all of the social handles and a lot of content and you'll find the best way to reach out for sure. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Definitely never give up and test, test, test. Um, don't believe in any cookie cutter, one size fits all marketing approaches. It has to be tailored to your business. And as always, before you get started with everything and you're super hyped up, take a minute, calm down, make a strategy, see how it aligns to your goals of your business, and then make a plan of action that actually uh, serves you. And if you need help, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to an expert or a consultant to help you. It's going to save you lots of headaches and, and time and money in the long run. And then you can see success um, in your marketing and you don't have to be overwhelmed and intimidated by it anymore. I love it. Monique, thank you so much for sharing all your great knowledge with us today. It is a pleasure to get to know you. You're so welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. 
Learn more about us today at shockerpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.